This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Boris definitely asked for an extension. <laughs> and Dabrowski <laughs> definitely shot him down. And they were like, no way. I mean, he was very, he's like, here's what I'll say. Happy Bryce here for the next eight years. Yep. <laughs> I go, right. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, that was very, cool, cool, cool. very interesting. Um, so, oh, um, and I didn't realize the rule until I believe uh, Gelb wrote about it. So they're going to sign Wheeler, but it's not, they're not, they can't, they can do it before. It wouldn't be smart to do it before spring training. How come? Because spring training, if you sign them then, then it doesn't affect this year's luxury tax. Really? That's the. Uh, so they might have a Wheeler deal waiting to go. Exactly. Theoretically. But why would you do it right now? Like, I didn't know that was it. I didn't. Of course. It's a no brainer. Of course. Yeah. I'll find the exact uh, wording or whatever. The, the exact wording that he did. But yeah, like, so that's why it's, it makes sense. Like, because you keep waiting for it. Um, yeah, so this is what Gallup wrote. The Phillies are still expected to engage Zach Wheeler on a potential contract extension this spring. By waiting until the spring, a potential new contract would not have luxury tax ramifications in 2024. There are other extension, extension candidates, two of whom agreed salary on uh, Thursday on salaries to avoid arbitration. So, yeah, like if, if, if you can wait two weeks. It's like a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you? Absolutely yeah. no-brainer. Yeah. And I guess it's because I guess it, the reason is it doesn't affect because he's not making more money this year. Is that why they, they put that in there? Because it doesn't affect this year's salary? I would assume so, yeah. And if you do it before then, then it would affect this year's salary. Uh, again, Cause, this, cause is, you, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Because what, it doesn't, what didn't make sense to me was that you can sign players in spring training yeah. and it affects this year's luxury tax. Strange. So well, must, especially if it's an extension because you would think the new money isn't coming until the future. Right, so. Strange. I don't get it. Interesting. But um, hey, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like that signs Zach Wheeler. Now it makes sense. What do you expect year wise for Wheeler? Four. I was thinking four. I mean, obviously, ideally, you're hoping for three, but that probably won't happen. I think he's probably shooting for five. You meet in the middle. Yeah, I don't think it's like four one thirty, four one forty, something. Five like that. would be not very fun. I agree. Four one thirty, four one forty, four four one twenty. Okay, feel about right. Sure. sure. I mean, thirty. I think. He gets a 30, no matter what. Oh, I think he gets, uh, that's my question. Does he get higher than 30? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think 30 is possible. 
And the good part about Wheeler, and we've talked about this, I think, in, in years past on this podcast, like, he just has that fastball that it's it's weird how some pitchers' arms work where, like, there's just Scherzer there's can just pitch, life on it. Scherzer can pitch yeah. when he's 39, and, and now he's breaking down, but still. But Verlander, I mean, we see these guys, Verlander. yeah. Like, for some and, and for reason. For power guys, you would always, we always, the old adage, all these guys can change speeds, they can last, whatever. It's it, You're right. It's been fascinating seeing some of these power I mean, then look, then there's Nolan Ryan back in the day. Dude, pitch leaves 46. Like, some of these guys just have that type of arm where mm-hmm. they can just throw fastballs forever. Yep. So, and and the way that his fat, like, even last year, I'd be, like, freaking out because he'd be at 95 in the in the, in the the fourth, and it just doesn't really matter. Like, he's got one of the best fastballs in the sport. He's so, got life on it, yeah. And, and what was encouraging is that in the postseason, in the postseason, he was still about 95, 96. He wasn't back. It wasn't like he ramped up in the postseason. And he's he put together another all time kind of run like he's been an unbelievable postseason pitcher for the Phillies so far. No, he's one of the best of my lifetime, and it hasn't Philly, it, the it, best. It hasn't been a hundred. Him and like, Schilling, he got to well, and Cole for one year, and Doc, and Doc, yeah, and Doc. We've had some good. We've, we've had some good ones, and Cliff Leonard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliff though ruined it the next year, but yes, or two years, but still, two years, two years. yeah, um, and Doc. Doc was pretty good. Yeah, believe it or not, yeah, he's okay. believe it or not, he's yeah. all right. Um, but yeah, it's just, Wheeler's Wheeler's gonna pitch in more postseasons though. That's the thing. Wheeler's got a chance to really put a, a resume together from postseason for sure. And he and he stepped up in big moments. So um, yeah, it's just he has one of those fastballs where I just don't worry about it anymore. And like, it is so funny that we're sitting here talking about uh, signing him to at uh, thirty four. I believe he is right. Thirty four. Like there's a guy who when the Philly signed him, they got him for such a discount because people thought he was just like he couldn't last mm-hmm. like his first what three four years of his career were a disaster from an injury perspective and he's come here and just been the the, the bastion of health it's, it, it's it's fascinating the funniest part about the wheeler thing and because today is also the five-year anniversary of the jt trade oh is I that that show that was fun it was fun it was remember they made moves that was great um <laughs> trades like trades where are the trades where are the trades and, oh, man four six though man just has not I know. never put it together. No, and when he did come up for that oh, moment, sick, like it was electric watching that guy. It was electric, yeah. Um, so so it, it's funny that it feels like Klentak and Ed Wade both have like the same like trajectory. Like Klentak got yeah. Much I think all Wade. I think Wade more so because Wade Wade really did draft those guys and whatever. But do like, you, yes, do you want me to get technical on you? Sure. Mike Arbuckle. Mike Arbuckle. Draft draft. I agree with you. Okay. Mike Arbuckle. You're absolutely right. Mike Arbuckle did. But Ed Wade's tenure was better than Matt Klintek's, I think. But you're right. Look, Klintek kind of put this team together. He had no idea. Klintek had no idea how to build a team. But when it came to signings and... I mean, like, the Harper contract and the Wheeler contract are both, like... The JT trade. The JT trade. But really just... Con- you were talking contracts. Like, those are... I mean, the Wheeler contract is the best contract in my life in Philly sports. I think it's arguably and forgetting like you know rookie contracts. I'm talking like no, I'm sure I, I think it's the best in my lifetime, and I think it's arguably one of the best baseball contracts of my lifetime. Five for a hundred for what they got from that guy. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. It's absurd. Or five one twenty, whatever it was. It's like it's crazy. He's been a, a forty million dollar pitcher, and mm-hmm. and it's like half the price. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Klentak, you know, last year obviously this Segura was on the team. He he traded for for Gene Segura. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Harper signed the JT trade, you know, Wheeler. Uh, I mean, uh, it was an obvious pick at the time, but Bohm was a draft pick by him. Stop uh, a draft pick by him. I mean, you know, and Stott at 14 looks like a really good pick there. 
Yeah. You know what? Mac Glenn well, appreciation. Uh, we going back to King Glenn Tech? Mac Glenn Tech appreciation? No, never. But um, yeah, it's just it's just funny looking back. And and you know, Gillick is so like Dombrowski, except um, you know, Dombrowski hasn't gotten it done yet. Yeah, but, but you're right. Comes in with a very similar resume coming in, all that. Find yeah. the right pieces to put together. Now, Dombrowski hasn't found his worth yet. You know, that's true. Like we, we're, we're, yeah. where, where's the worst? Where's the worst? Marsh sorta. Kind of, but not really. Not I mean, really. it's not worth. It's not. It's not. I mean, honestly, the best. Funny enough, the best move that Dombrowski has made, just in terms of value, in terms of like what he gave up to get it, sign whatever, is actually the first movie made. The Alvarado. <laughs> yeah, I think that the the Clevenger for Alvarado is the single best, you know, uh, give to get that Dombrowski's done since he's been here. Yep. Which and is it, wild because that was the first movie made. It's funny. The biggest thing that Dombrowski's done is just rounded out the edge of the roster. Yeah. And, and uh, the, the biggest thing he's done, if it's what we talked about at the beginning, what we hoped for and what has been proven true, is is creating a winning organization. With mm-hmm. Dombrowski, the, the stuff that, like on the field, he's been fine. Off the field, Dombrowski has been a, a rock star here. You know, the way he's built this organization up, the way they've taught them how to win, the way he's uh, built the infrastructure in the uh, our guys, you know, Brian and and Preston and bringing in all these people in the drafting development, focusing on that, all that stuff, and just bringing a winning culture to Philly. Well, I mean, it's been unbelievable what Dombrowski's done. And value in the clubhouse, yeah. which I think that's thing. one thing that the more analytically driven organizations... That's going from Girardi to Thompson. Yeah. You know? And Klintak, that was probably Klintak's biggest downfall. Yeah. Is it just did not care about it. Yeah, and Girardi. I mean, that was a mistake. Yeah. For sure. So, um, you know, a little appreciation, I guess, for, for Matt Glenn but still, um, yeah. Wasn't expecting that. Well, it's just it, it's just funny to think about. No, it is. I mean, five years ago, was the, the, the JT trade, yeah. we're talking about extending Wheeler, like, did did good things here. You did. Did You're good right. things here. Yeah. And it was funny enough, because I was, uh, like, a normal person. I was rewatching the 2019 Phillies video year. Before. Oh, total normal. Normal move. And... 80, even, 80 win baseball team. Even McCutcheon was playing well until until it tore his Ah, him touring it. That was that's an underrated, forget about, crappy moment that that submarine the season. Mm-hmm. Now we don't forget about it because we work at WIP, so impossible to forget about that moment. Correct. <laughs> Led to one of the all time moments in the history of the station. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, like even even McCutcheon signing was the right. I mean, they had a good, they got a leadoff hitter that wasn't that was good until he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you never the world's biggest no, he's the worst. <laughs> he, by the end he was the worst but for a moment there he did some good things he did he did all right what else from Dombrowski I thought it was interesting getting so honest there's so many little nuggets like him mentioned like Schwarber is not playing the outfield at any point I mean he was that was strong he was like yeah Schwarber's knees ain't hanging out there like we can't do this just you know no well, I think that's why he's gotten off to some slow slower yeah I mean he was talking about trouble he's having running you know? yeah well I mean I think I think it's I think he's had injuries the last couple of years that never became yeah, public. You could tell that that have kind of hurt him from that standpoint. And listen, if, if a whole year at DH could get it, can I? Bro, can we get can like I, a Schwarb Schwarb bomb season, baby? Can I get two thirty? I mean, I mean oh, imagine if he had two thirty. Oh you, gosh, ah. everyone would just calm down. <laughs> thirty seconds. I know. You know. Um, didn't answer the leadoff hitter question. Kind of was interesting though because he said that they were like, Dave, do you have a? I know. And he's like, I do. He's like, I would pick someone, but I'm, you know, so yeah. I thought that was fascinating. I do wonder if they, I do wonder if they try Stott there for at, at least the beginning again uh-huh. um, and, and see how it would And go. why Stott over Turner? Because I think Turner provides value in the two hole. Mm-hmm. And I think Stott has a more traditional leadoff hitter kind of mold. I mean, Harper has about third. 
Like none of this no. Harper batting fourth. Like uh, no, I'd rather he bat first than third. And I don't want him batting first. But I'm saying like Harper has to hit in the first inning, in my opinion, every day, mm-hmm. no matter what. So I mean, look, I we've talked about this. I think the lefty righty thing is incredibly overrated. To your point that you've made many times, I do think it matters late in innings to not have too many lefties in a row. But I think the the I think Rob Thompson goes a little overboard with the right lefty thing. But look, if he wants to do it, which he does, you know, Stott Turner Harper makes a lot of sense at the top of the lineup. And the only problem with Turner at leadoff is like who bets to? Well, you have to Harper. That's and the point. And I don't want that. I agree. I'm just saying but again, or you don't have to go righty lefty, but whatever, you know, whatever. Ah, uh, well, who would you put to then if you want righty righty? I wouldn't I would I would bet Schwarber leadoff. No, I know. Yeah. And I would go I would go Schwarber, Turner, Harper as my top three. Yeah. What I would do personally. But if not, I would rather go Stott, Turner, Harper. I wouldn't put Turner one. I'm just throwing it out there because you mentioned it so what I mentioned it, Yeah. Well, because I again I think Stott will eventually be a leadoff hitter here. And I think you I think he's gonna be good at it. I just I kinda I do wanna see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that listen, I I am a Schwarber leadoff defender forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand the value that he provides. Um and again, how he wants to do it very clearly. Correct. You know, so, which matters. Again, I, that was I think that we had Jim Salisbury on last week. Great to hear, Jim. Oh, yeah. Love you, Jim. Love Jim. Um, but he was talking about, you know, he's like one of the things that Rob Thompson is best at is knowing what his players need from him and kind of understanding the the uh you know, the mind of the player and the psyche of the player. And he's like, Kyle Schwerber likes batting leadoff, man. Like, he thinks he loves starting the game off. He loves putting one in the seats. He loves the roar of the crowd. Like, it's like, gets him going. Like, it is something that Kyle Schwerber is a better player at leadoff because he wants to do it and he's excited to do it and all that. And that is the kind of thing where you have to, you know, it's not the only reason to put him there, but it is the kind of stuff that we don't know on the outside that does need to be taken into account. These uh, of course. So, listen, if, he, if he's there game one, I'll be I'll be happy. Be good I, with it. Um, it's just, yeah, I think eventually Stott will do it. And, you know, curious to see how it does. I agree. And look, I, I think he'd be great at it. I just, he just needs to walk a little bit more, hmm? seriously, to get there. I mean, because he has such amazing plate recognition, the ability to put the bat on the ball as well as anyone, maybe outside of Luis Arias that we've yep. seen right now. Um, but he does need to take a few more walks. If you want to be a classic prototypical leadoff hitter, there are spots where you know, maybe a few more walks. Uh, the answer on Panner was not surprising. I, I did you? I what, was, what's going on with everyone online being like, what? No, it's like really. dude. We all knew this. Yeah, like this, the they said it, it immediately. They're like, 20.5, guys. Like, you know, you never know. Between, like, I thought that was, I was very surprised by the reaction to that answer. And I don't know why. I don't either. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that was very clear. Wasn't like, I saw prominent people tweeting out like, what? I know. Like, okay. um, yeah, but it's things about Painter, obviously. Yeah. And look, he'll be we're back ready soon. for that guy. Yeah. The funny part is he's only 22 when he... When he I know. I know. Well, he was 19 when he, exactly. It's a point. He's 19. Like, again, I don't think people understand 22 year olds reaching the majors. That's still young. Like, that's still super young to reach the majors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not. And look, it's the kind of thing where, you know, as weird as it is these days with these pitchers, you, you almost expect them to have to get Tommy John at some point. It's almost like a, a you know, I don't want to say a rite of passage, but almost a, a, just a necessary evil with the with the amount of. With how high velocity it's gotten, with the torque on these arms, like arms are not supposed to do this. You know, it's almost gotten to the point where, you know, you're almost surprised if someone doesn't get Tommy John, you know, in the first five, six years of their career or whatever. Yeah, which stinks. It stinks, of course, but it's like, get it now. I'm fine with it. You know, like, you know, just have to hope stronger, stronger album moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Look, Shoei, you know, he's got it again. You know, yeah, it's, it's so tough. Yeah, it stinks. Not for us. Do you think the Dodgers, Dodger. are they, <laughs> if they don't do it, 
this year. It'll be the it'll be an all time all time all time. Like it surpasses the last year's Mets. I mean, like they. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, even though it's funny, which it makes the last year's Mets thing that much funnier, is that how much more money last year's Mets spent than what the Dodgers spent this year? Because that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the last year's Mets. I mean, they've spent five hundred million dollars. Something ridiculous. Ridiculous. But um, yeah, it's like the Dodgers didn't just go out and get Shoei. They went out and got Yamamoto. They went out and got Glass. Now they went out. Like I mean, they've just gone like. They went and got Teoscar. It's it's almost it's t- especially in an off season where that's the thing. Like we're sitting here being like, "Oh, the Phillies didn't do anything. It's been so quiet. No, no one's one done it. anything. I no mean, one did anything. Like there, there are a lot of teams that have done one move. The Yankees went and got Soto. They haven't done anything else. Like all these teams. Like so, just the Dodgers. It's just the Dodgers have gone out and done everything. And if they don't do it, I mean, holy it'll be cow. it'll be about as big an embarrassment of a of a. But again, that's the thing. Like if there's a sport other than hockey. Where you're not guaranteed to do it, it's just because you got talent. It's baseball. Yeah, you know, like the Braves have been better than the Phillies last two years. Guess what? They lost the Phillies in the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah, so it's just what it is. Yeah. So, man, one week away. One week away. Let's go. Yeah, one of these. We finally did it. We finally made it. To the <laughs> we finally made it. Yeah. Jeez. Now we are getting very excited for pitchers and catchers. Yeah. A little ways away from actual baseball games being played, but we're on the end way. Of February. End of February. We're getting when there. March hits. We're it's, getting there. It's baseball month. 